everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday, a.k.a. Hump Day edition of Winners and Winers Radio. I'm your host, as always, Scott Steen, and I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour, and we'll give you the winners. All right, buddy. Man, we have a uh, we have a big show for you today. We're going to talk a little Major League Baseball, of course. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA football situation. Mainly the USC Trojans are suddenly posting some job applications or, or some job openings on Indeed. So we'll talk about some people that may be filling that spot and some good odds you can get down. Because as always, Scott, our question is, when anything happens, can I bet on it? So The answer is yes, you can, but... First of all, disclaimer, I don't think I'm getting the job because I applied to USC as a student and I got rejected. So I don't think I'm going to be hired as the head football coach. You got turned down to USC? I did. I got turned down by USC. That's brutal. What, what did you want to do, sports journalism there? Yeah, something like that. I heard that a very good school, like Annenberg. I think they, I think did, it's called over there. Well, how come they didn't want you? What was wrong with you? Uh, East Coast bias. I don't, I don't know. East they Coast. They don't really tell me. They send you the very nice long letter that nobody ever reads because as long as you see the first sentence, either congratulations or we're sorry to inform you, the rest of it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it's uh, pretty much that letter. You open it up and you hear. I kind of wish that's what they gave me. It was like a Hallmark <laughs> card that you just open it up and you hear that sound effect. Sorry, better luck next time. Maybe one of the ones where you open it up. And... I'm a loser. Yeah. So did you take SATs or ACTs? I took the ACTs. And what was your what was your ACT scores? I think it was either a thirty or a thirty-one. I think. Oh yeah, you're not getting into USC. Of course not. Sorry. I didn't say that I was going to get in. Sorry, I buddy. just I just said I applied there. I didn't say that I thought I was going to get in. No, oh, okay, congratulations. And you ended up at your safety school? No, I'm kidding. Uh, you went to uh, a fine university. Yeah. Did you apply to Syracuse? I did not. Okay. Sports journalism? You didn't apply to Syracuse? I didn't. When you're going in-state and they're not offering you a discount in in-state tuition, then I'm going out of state. Makes sense. They they so, don't oh they don't offer in-state discounts at Syracuse. No, they wanted the full 50k. I'm like, but I live in your state. They're like, no, we don't care. I'm like, then I'm going somewhere else. You don't you don't really live in my state. You live you live in New York, so. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a big state. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Syracuse is I forgot what it is like three four hours driving away. By the way, the other night when they had when they had the Rams game on long, the cornerback had a really good first half, and I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him just shut everybody down so the second half, so we could say. It's Long Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like they nice. did Revis Island, of course. Did it, it work out or did the execution fail in the action? They stopped throwing at him. They stopped That's throwing at him. So, yeah, pretty much uh, it pretty much. But I'm going to I'm going to call him Long Island from here on out. But anyway, okay. hey, we got a lot of show to get to, man. <laughs> it's always uh, how'd you end up doing yesterday? I know you had a couple. You had a, had a live parlay, didn't you? I did. Live betting has been kind to me lately. Uh, unfortunately for the play of the day, I had Toronto and the offense completely shut down because they scored no runs for the entire game, which wasn't fun, but you got to stop. You got to stop making bad picks on your play of the day, by the way, because all my, all my viewers, all my commenters, they all put their plays in there. Everybody's on Toronto today. Oh, they're like, Scott's on that play. We're going to follow that play. And then you just, you just pied pipered him right off the edge, buddy. I mean, I just was, I was just looking at the hottest team in the league and they completely just didn't show up for a home game for the first time in about a month. Yeah. But I backed your favorite team in a live play. I took the Royals live because I saw Oakland's bullpen was starting to blow the game. I had them, and I parlayed that with the Braves alive, fading Colorado's bullpen. Not the money line, but I got it like plus two and a half. Paid out six to one. So I had a nice live parlay. That is nice, by the way. Yeah, that's very good. I, I was on the other side of that Royals game. That was one of our premiums. The only game I lost all day. And they had a Oakland had a six nothing lead. And it was six nothing, then I saw it was six four. Yep. I'm looking through it, and I'm just like, Oakland would be the type of team, based on how they played lately, to absolutely blow this. So, yeah, I threw it in a parlay. Right. And see, that's a game that I had capped absolutely correctly. I, we talked about, you know, you, you, know I'm a, you know I'm not a fan of the whole motivation angle. What, you know, this team has to win or this. But what I am a fan of, of teams that play late in the season and put guys out there that normally wouldn't be playing. The Royals... Well, your guy Isabel apparently is not that bad. The, the Royals started Isabel, Dozier, and O'Hearn. Those are your mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine hitters. I'm feeling so good about this game. And uh, Dozier had a home run. Isabel had a home run. 
And of course, Sal Perez had a home run that I think still is in the air. Just can't believe they pitched to him. Cranked. I can't believe. You know, we're we're in a little text group here, and every time a pitcher does that, my buddy texts goes, "That manager needs to be fired." For throwing him a pitch like that. Well, if you remember, so. my hot take when the season just started was Melvin's going to be the first manager fired, and he's still alive because for some reason nobody's been fired, and we're about 130. You are not away. allowed to take a victory lap over a prediction that you made in April, like I'm April the 10th. You're like that guy's got to go. First manager I'm just fired. Saying, it's funny that it's still alive. That's all I'm saying. It is. It is. It's because all the managers are doing such a great job this year, Scott. Uh, yeah, you have San Diego, who's Woo! lost about, what, 30 of 35, 28 of 20. I don't even, they've been terrible. 30 for 30, and not, just a, not just a documentary anymore. It's the San Diego's record over the last month. Yeah, they. I think they've lost 23 of 26, God. Just I don't want to go into a full discussion because we still have a lot of segments to go through, but does that impact Tatis's MVP run at all? Has to. Yeah, I think it has to make a difference. You know, plus the fact that Tatis has kind of cooled off a little bit. And you, you think it ma- you think it matters? I think it has to, but apparently the odds don't seem to care. I know Harper's name's number two. The Phillies are probably going to miss the playoffs as well. Right. So I don't know who you give it to besides, I'm trying to think of who's even in the playoffs. Freddie Freeman? Like, I, I don't really know. Yeah, no, it's a... It's a weird race going on there for the NL MVP. It is. It's it's you know it's a lot it's a lot like watching Trout win it every year when the Angels finish twenty games under five hundred. Which is ironic because that's happening now because Guerrero is leading his team arguably to the playoffs and Otani's team is well out of the playoff race. Right. Right. But Otani's like minus five thousand. He's still he's still he's still a lock, right? No matter much, no yeah. matter no matter what Guerrero does. In my mind, he shouldn't be as big of a lock, but. It's a given. It's a media award. They're all going to vote for him, and there's a reason why he's a huge favorite. All right, very good. Hey, let's take a look, Scott, and see who didn't do as well yesterday. Who didn't hit those uh, two 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 leg uh, in game parlays? Let's find out the people that thought they had a winner right up until the time they didn't. Uh, we're not even going to talk about yours truly. That that one didn't even make the board, Scott. It's time once again for call the cops. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's let's get it started here. I'm, you know what? I shouldn't be this salty. My pick, my picks overall went three and one today. I shouldn't be this salty about losing one, but I am. It's my home, my home team jumped up and bit me. But if you had the Cardinals Mets under eight, well, Scott, you had to sweat a little bit. Seven runs going into the bottom of the ninth. You finally got it right where you needed it to be. All you have to do is keep from giving up that. Oh no, 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 no. Baez home run tied it up. Four four extra innings, and you know. It don't matter because that is going to be a loser if somebody scores, and they did. Cardinals ended up coming back to win that one, 7-6 in extras. Yeah, the under eight looked a lot worse than it was. You had a really good shot, but in the end, you end up calling the cops. And the second one was actually on the pitch because you had some Champions League soccer group play yesterday. And if you had Man United and Young Boys under two and a half goals, you were in good shape. However, the one problem... The last thing you want to see with an under, the kiss of death is the red card. And you got a red card relatively early on into that game, but you're fine. You got two goals going into stoppage time. And then the young boys off a really awful turnover by Man U in its own territory ended up scoring a goal in the 95th minute to win the game two to one, two plus one's three, giving up a goal in the 95th minute to lose your under two and a half. That's absolutely brutal. You know, it's one of the reasons I hate soccer. It just bad things seem to happen in extra time for me. I just, and it just, you just keep wanting. They put up that five, and we're five and a half, five forty-five in. Yeah, you're it's like, not even five. They put game. up the three, and oh. you're still playing at five yeah. or six. Yeah, it's just, just ridiculous. So, I feel your pain there, buddy. I feel your pain. Lastly, if you had the Marlins Nationals under eight and a half, you had six runs going into the eighth inning. That's not bad. That's a pretty good spot to be. Nationals? Uh, nope. Nationals, they insisted on putting up a four spot in the bottom of the eighth. That game ended up 8-2. If you had a Marlins under 8.5, you took a rare loss in that one. And of course, anytime you got the Marlins and you don't hit the under, it must be time to call the cops. It's also a worse beat because the Nationals were already winning, so they weren't going to bat in the bottom of the ninth. Right. So that also hurts. Right where you want to be. You want to have the home team with that lead in an unders game. Well, you know the Marlins aren't scoring in the ninth inning. No, no, Mar- no, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. 
All right, buddy. Well, the opposite of that, these are the people that were in good shape. They had nice, easy wins. They were sitting in the rocking chair. So, the first one was in baseball between the Brewers and the Tigers. And if you had the under nine, you had no runs through the first nine innings. In fact, you had no runs through the first ten and a half innings. And then the Tigers finally put everyone out of their misery and they scored one run as the Tigers won one to nothing. Peralta, that was Peralta versus Peralta there. Uh, yes, it was. And Peralta Will, was dealing. Willie and Wandy, right? Yeah, Peralta and, was dealing. I don't, and I don't think they're related, right? I don't believe so. No, the Peralta boys were absolutely dealing there. So very good. If you had the Rangers money line plus 175 against the Strohs, well done. Two nothing after one, four nothing after three. They ended up adding four more, and they win this one eight to one. No sweat. Pick up your plus 175 at the window. And the last one was a total between the Angels and the White Sox. If you had the over nine, you didn't really have to watch much of the game because both teams scored a combined 10 runs in the first four innings, and the game ended nine to three. Hmm. I wonder if that's going to be like Chekhov's gun right there, Scott. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. We might, we might uh, talk about that coming up just to here in a little bit. Of course, we want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to be talking about our favorite baseball plays of the day. We're going to be talking about a little bit of, uh, of who's going to coach here at USC. But, uh, and of course we're going to be doing our bet the farm play, but Scott, this is a really easy one for me. And it's, it's multi, and it's one of the first it's one of the first awards we've handed out where we didn't know actually who won it. Um, are you confused? Hang on, you won't be. It's time to find out who's strapping on the golden feed bag and who is taking home the title of Donkey of the Day. All right, Scott. They had the uh, college football rankings, of course, came out on Tuesday, as they often do, <laughs> like every week. So, not surprisingly, um, Alabama's still number one. Not surprised. Here's the surprise, Scott. Three AP voters and one coach did not vote for Alabama as the number one team in the country. They voted for Georgia. Is that the donkey of the day right there, buddy? I think it has to be, just because I know Georgia beat Clemson, and I know that my, uh, Miami turned out to be not as good as people thought they were going to be before the season started. But Bama's clearly the best team in the country. Like, I don't know how you can look at Georgia, who I know they smacked UAB good for you, I guess. But right. Like, really? Bama, who wins every year almost, and how they are, you know, a team that pretty much goes undefeated in the regular season every single year. I was a guy who went out on a limb and picked Georgia to potentially win the SEC, but they shouldn't get any votes for number one. That's ridiculous. I wanted to see something here. Okay, I wanted to see I wanted to see if the Alabama not beating the hell out of Mercer. Uh, yeah, they didn't cover. I'm assuming the three people were just salty Bama didn't cover. Here's the thing. Georgia. The week before, there was four people. There was four people that voted for Georgia as far as AP voters go and one coach. So one last said they looked at that performance of... See, that's what I really don't understand. There was one voter that watched Georgia play and just beat the hell out of a pretty decent UAB team. There was another, and, and he also watched Alabama play and certainly played with their food against Mercer, didn't cover the number, but yet he switched to Alabama. So that's a double donkey right there, Scott. Yeah, I don't really understand that one, but that's why we said we don't know who it is because that's the perks of being anonymous in the situation. Yes, that's just that just makes no sense. Just to be clear, is there any question in your mind that Alabama is the number one team in the country right now? No, they are the number one team in the country. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Is that if you had a vote, would that be how you voted? Yes. Okay. That's how you should vote in the situation. But I am curious if the one coach who voted for Georgia, was his name Kirby Smart by any chance? I'm asking for a friend. I'm curious. <laughs> it really does seem that way, doesn't it? It's either that or I don't even, I don't even know who else it would be. Do we even have to read that? No, it's Georgia again from Kirby. That's fantastic. Georgia can be two and three, and it's just like, damn it, another vote for Georgia. Right. Kirby, you got you to stop. Come on. 
All right, guys, quick reminder that you are listening to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winners. All right, we have one more award to hang to hand out here, Scott. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the odds makers. They're drunk again, buddy. I don't understand this line. We kind of had this. We got the same kind of situation happening in the game today. But for now, we're going to find out what in the hell were the odds makers drinking last night because they were definitely drunk when it came to this game. What you got? Oh, it's a bit of a deja vu. It's a deja vu drunk situation because yesterday we talked about how it was the odds makers for making the Mets initial favorites against the Cardinals when they had no bullpen. Now, for this one, it's the Mets because the Mets in the game after losing to the Cardinals were minus 180. By the, by the way, by, by the way, just to remind the folks at home, they made the Mets favorite over the Cardinals with Wainwright on the mound. Yes. Okay. That is true. Go ahead. So this matchup, you had Stroman, uh, who was the better starting pitcher in this one against Woodford, I believe. I think that's right. I think. Yeah. But anyway, Mets were minus 180. Even though the Cardinals have won five of six, they've dominated the Mets in the last couple of years head to head. And the Mets, we talked about how weak the bullpen was. Rich Hill, the day prior, didn't really go many innings either. So the bullpen was still a bit taxed, which is why you had Heath Hembry. That's right. Did you know he was still in the league? Wow. I didn't know he was still in the league. He was pitching the extra innings. And yeah, he got kind of sh- the 11th inning over there. But at the end of the day, the Mets laying 180 against a Cardinals team that's clearly playing its best baseball at the moment. I get it if you think the Mets should be favored. Minus 180. I mean, that should be closer to minus 125, minus 130, in my opinion. You? Yeah, I agree. And they and they opened it up today the same way. It opened up at, what, minus 160, 165? 180 was where it closed. Yeah, that's what, that's what it closed at 180, absolutely. So... You know, I mean, you can't give you, the day before the public figured it out. The odds makers were drunk. They put that number up there. The public was sober and they crushed that number. And St. Louis ended up being a favorite. That wasn't the case in the game yesterday. People were like, well, we're going to ride Strowman. Absolutely. People saw the Mets lose seven nothing the day prior and thought that's the team I want to bet on at they're, minus one eighty. They're due, buddy. They're due. Not pretty. Actually, uh, I, I misspoke. Hembry was actually decent. They brought in Reed, who completely blew the game after. But the point is, the Mets bullpen was very, very limited, and you saw that because the bullpen in extras wasn't very good. No, absolutely not. So, you know, worked out okay for the boys from St. Louis. But, all right, Scott, so we did talk about the poll, and right now, if the playoffs were to start this weekend, well, for starters, people would be extremely surprised. It's one of my, that's one of my favorite lines of all time, by the way, when they, when they, do, when they do that at the, if, at the end of seasons. If the playoffs were to start today, Mm-hmm. Because be, it doesn't pe- mean anything to people anybody. People be freaked out. So you've got... Looks a lot like the preseason projection, Scott, except we're missing one school. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Yippee. Well, we're, we're missing two because Ohio State's down to nine and Clemson's down to six. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I, still, so, I, still had, I still had last week's up. You got, you got Bama, Georgia. Or, uh, uh, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon is the team there that'll place Ohio and State. And Iowa's the uh, dark horse Kansas currently number five. Yep, Dark Horse is the Iowa Hawkeyes are number five in the AP. They're number seven in the coaches' poll, not getting as much love from the coaches. Clemson still ranks sixth. So that that coaches' part doesn't matter because you got Bama, Georgia, and AM ahead of them. So they're going to cannibalize each other. So, Scott, if Alabama runs the table, including beating Georgia in the SEC final, Oklahoma runs the table there in the Big 12, Oregon does it in the Pac 12, can Clemson sneak in? Can can a one loss? That's the real question. Can a one-loss Clemson team overtake a one-loss Georgia team? For me, I would say no because Georgia won head-to-head, and I can't look past that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you possibly, how you possibly can get past that one if it came down to those two teams. Now, obviously, that's most likely not going to happen. Those, those... It really depends on what the other top seed losses are. Like if Oklahoma loses to. I'll make you happy for two seconds. Kansas State again. Good luck. About the 40th straight year. Then Clemson's going to be ahead of them because their one loss came to a top five team in the country. Right. But I do think that Oklahoma, especially with Iowa State getting embarrassed again by Iowa, I kind of think Oklahoma needs to run the table, don't you think? 
Yeah. Is, is Iowa getting too much love? Is, is this no. just a slightly above average team that's going to end up losing two or three games in Big Ten play? Could be true. But as of right now, they should be in the top five. They haven't shown me anything that suggests that they shouldn't be. They beat a ranked Indiana team by either 90 or 95 points. Right. And then they ended up beating Iowa State on the road in Ames. And they won that game by double digits and coasted the entire way. So, so you need two ranked teams, one on the road. That's clearly the, one of the most impressive resumes up to this point. Right. They should be top five. And I know that's not how it works, but will those teams be ranked at the end of the season? Uh, Iowa State, yes. Okay. Indiana, no. Okay. I think, that's a, I think that's a fair guess. I'm not sure you're right about Iowa State. You know, I, I was really high on this team coming in, and they have looked awful. The well, first I'm not two a pretty guy. I don't think Purdy's very good. I still thought that there was value on them to win the Big 12. I think there still is value on them to win the, to win the Big 12 because I don't think Oklahoma's defense is any good. Nope. But at the end of the day, you're looking at week three and who you've played up to this point. Iowa beating two ranked teams, that, that's a pretty solid resume up to week three. I agree. No, that's it's, it's, they, they, you know you beat the teams that you're scheduled, and yeah. you've, you've done a good job. So I'm not saying... I'm not saying the ranking is undeserved at this point. I'm just saying I think it might be a little premature as far as Iowa goes. You can say the same thing about Oregon. You and absolutely Oregon beat, can. Oregon beat Ohio State on the road. Very impressive. Right. They also barely beat Fresno. Mm-hmm. And they haven't played any conference games yet. Anything, look at, you're looking down the sheet, any, look, you're looking down the list, anything surprise you? Anybody overranked, underranked, anybody should, there that shouldn't be? Seen- I'm just annoyed by by Cincinnati every single time. I know they struggled for a half against Murray State, right? And and whatever, but they ended up winning that game by like thirty. They moved down a spot. Really? Yeah. Are we doing this again? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got to do? I, I you moved A and M down two for barely beating Colorado. Cincinnati won by thirty. You move them down one. Can't you move Cincinnati ahead of A and M? Yeah, you would think so. I don't know. I'm not surprised by it. I'm just disappointed. We should have put that in there. We could have. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It, know, it's just a shame. You know, and that's that's the thing. It's just it's it's like it's like everybody complains about the two party system. We need more than two political parties. Well, okay, that's a great idea. Except the people that make that decision are the people that are in the two parties. So it, it, I equate it with the group of five schools trying to get in the people that are making the decisions are power five guys. So they're never going to let you come to their party. No matter how many presents you give, no matter how good you are, you're not coming to the party and it sucks. And it's why we need to expand the playoffs. I also thought it was a bit harsh for Notre Dame. I am not a Notre Dame fan at all. And right. I know that they almost lost to Toledo, but they moved down four spots for winning. Yeah. That seems a little bit harsh to me because I know both of us really like this Toledo team. It's a good team, and we're gonna we're gonna be proven right at the end of the season. This Toledo team will be a top twenty-five team. That's my prediction at the end of barring the, the injury, the they should be. Yeah. But moving a team down four spots for winning the game, I don't really agree with that one. Now I notice on the AP, Miami is still ranked. Scott, Do well they you... won. Okay, barely. K State's two and zero. They're not there. Well, Miami moved down two spots, so people weren't exactly thrilled by the performance. But I would put Michigan ahead of Miami. I think Michigan should be. I think Michigan should be twenty-four. Miami should be twenty-five. We didn't really talk about college football for the upcoming week yet. I think Michigan State might beat this Miami team, so we might not be seeing Miami in the rankings for that much longer. Yeah, I agree. I I, I totally agree. You think this Michigan State team is better than everybody thought they were? Well, I was roasting Mel Tucker because I didn't think he was a good hire and I didn't think it was going to work out, but this team has talent. Okay. I, I can't deny that. All right, very good. Hey, speaking of college football, uh, bad time to be a coach at USC, Scott, because if you are, you don't have a job. Clay Helton out of a job after, what, a year and two games? Uh, it was a lot more than a year. Uh, it was a, it were several years. Well, how, many, how long was he there? Longer than he should have been, I'll tell you that much. I know they, I know they hated him. $12 million buyout. I guess that just doesn't even matter anymore. The alumni just write those checks. That's fun coupons. It's the right move? It's the right move, but I hated the execution. By the way, he's been the head coach since 2015. 
Okay. All right. So is it the is it the right move now after two games? The way that I see it is that they should have gotten rid of him last year. I just didn't. They should have gotten him realistically, two thousand like eighteen or nineteen. Like the writing was on the wall for him for years. But I don't understand how he can be a coach on the hot seat for the last couple of years. You bring him back for another year when nobody wants him back, and then you get rid of him two games into a season. I, I would have fired him during the off season, but I'm I agree with the move to get rid of him if that was the end all be all situation. I just think USC butchered the procedure. You? Yeah, I I agree. I don't know. I just think it's a horrible, weird time to make a move because now you've got coaches that you know everybody on this list, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute. A lot of guys on this list, they already got gigs, Scott. They already got jobs. A lot of them have pretty good jobs. So. What are we going to do? Are we looking for... A, I also feel bad for the actual players. I mean, I'm sure a couple of them, whether you want to laugh at them or not, went to USC because of Clay Helton. Sure. And now they're two games into a freshman year, and they might have to transfer now. So I feel bad for some of those kids on the team. I think that USC was a team that we both didn't really like that much going in because we thought that Slovis was a bit overrated, and we weren't sure about the defense, and we both know that Clay Helton's not very good. I just don't understand what the point is of keeping the coach on such a short leash when you could have just let him run free during the offseason. You didn't need to keep him. Do you think they'll feel bad if Stanford in, ends up being a really good team? They made that they made that switch at quarterback, and all of a sudden Stanford runs the table and is a, a force in the Pac-12. I'm going to say no because I think USC doesn't care what goes on with the rest of their with the rest of the conference. It's the fact that we're USC, we're still caught in the Pete Carroll era and we need to win championships and clay helton's not the guy now that's true he's not the guy but usc that run they had with pete carroll that's a run that many programs not named bama actually have ever let alone consistently every decade of course that's something that's not really achievable again now did they get those victories because they had to vacate those victories did they did they get them that's, back that's a whole that's a whole separate can of worms i wasn't really going to get into no, i know but i, I know that did they get those wins back? I don't think so. I don't think Reggie they did. Bush, I don't. Reggie Bush didn't get his Heisman back. So right. I'm assuming they didn't get the wins back. But the point I'm trying to say is that the standard that USC is trying to hold itself to based on what happened a couple decades ago is absurd. Same thing with Texas. You got to just embrace the current reality, which is your programs are not of the same prestige that they once had. Yeah, and I think they've been a little slow to embrace that. I mean, they're no, certainly they're in the past. They're certainly pay, they're certainly paying for talent like they're a top program still, right? There's a sense of entitlement between those two schools that while we used to be the lead dog, so we still are the lead dog, and the answer is you're not. Which two even built the powerhouse? Clemson's a powerhouse. Even Georgia gets good recruits, and you still have Ohio State. I don't even know if USC is a top. 10 powerhouse at this point I, I don't know where they'd even be who did you who did you group them with the other entitled school I said Texas yeah absolutely that's 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 the other one you're like you can make an argument Notre Dame Notre Dame is if of you course want to group them in but Notre Dame unlike Texas and USC go to the playoffs actually made it to a title game in a playoff spot yeah. in the last 15 years yeah now you know I can't you can really say the same well 15 might be stretching it but the last 10 you can argue that they have a little easier path too Correct, but Notre Dame is usually somewhere within the top 10 at some point in the season. Yes. Texas and USC are usually topping out at around 16. Yeah, that's that's just about right. Is there any other is there any other self of self-entitled programs you can think of like that that are just You could say Michigan if you yeah. want to, but yeah. Michigan I do find a little bit hard because I just think Ohio State is so much better than every other team in that conference. The Pac-12 is relatively weak. I think USC should do better in the Pac-12 because the conference has been, I don't want to say a laughing stock of the Power Five, but it's been as close to a group five out of the Power Five conferences. I think we'd agree with that. But am I going to blame Michigan and Harbaugh for losing to Ohio State every year? No, because every Big Ten team, besides a couple of upsets here and there, get killed by Ohio State. Every yeah, but that, that ain't, you, you know, that's, that's not the expectation. No, big, I, I agree blue. that the expectations are flawed. That's right. why we're grouping Michigan into the statement. I'm All just right. saying in general, I do think Michigan has a bit of an alibi, which is we play in a really good conference. 
All right, fair enough. Hey, you guys, uh, stay tuned. Scott and I are going to be back right after this break to give you our thoughts on who's going to be taking that USC job. Don't go away. So, Scott, last time we were out in Vegas, every time we were trying to have a nice meal, what is the number one question you kept hearing whenever we were at dinner? Are you going to finish that? What? Appetizers, entrees, sides. You're always asking if I was going to finish what I was eating. Okay. Hey, in my defense, you eat slower than a turtle on Xanax. But, okay, let me make the question a little easier. What's the number one question you would get from people when you tell them you work for Winners and Winers? What's Winners and Winers? Exactly. So what do you tell them? I tell them that it is the place to go for your sports betting needs. They have breakdowns on every single game in a variety of sports, basketball, football, college football. We know that's coming up. It's been really a great opportunity to just get better at sports betting, and they give you all the opinions that you need. Yeah, see, and the thing I like about it is the fact that they don't just inundate you with numbers that have no context. You know, you go to some places and they just throw numbers, 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 but they don't tell you what they mean, and you just kind of your eyes glaze over. But these guys, not only do they use those same numbers and put them in context, but they're fantastic writers. They're great handicappers. You mentioned college football coming up. That's my favorite time to use winners and winners because they do every FBS game every single week. It is a fantastic site. Scott, what's the best part about winners and winners? It's absolutely free to use. That's right. It is absolutely free to use. Winnersandwinners.com. You absolutely have to check it out. You need to make this site part of your daily handicapping regimen. If you are not doing it, you are absolutely leaving money on the table. So, see? That wasn't that hard at all, right? Sure. You're still getting none of my fries. What? I, I didn't I didn't say a word. I saw you looking at them. Seriously, dude. It's It's been like an hour. If you're not going to eat them... Oh, man. That's brutal. All right, fine. Seriously, though. Winnersandwiners.com. Go there or be square. Welcome back to the second half hour of Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winner. Scott, let's see if we can deal out a couple winners here on USC's next head coach, shall we? Hmm. That's always... It's, is this is this the best part about coaching changes? Uh, trying to predict whatever the uh, whoever the next coach is and bet on it? Yeah, yeah. of course. So the, the hot name that's been, that started today was who, Scott? A uh, guy from your neck of the woods. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator with the Chiefs, who's, you know, by all accounts, is uh, should have probably had an NFL head coaching job in the last couple of years, but he hasn't. So all of a sudden, his name is starting to be bandied about that he would perhaps be interested in this job. He's not on the list, Scott. I've got I've got a list of the top uh, twenty. He ain't on there. So I think you should be. I think he should be too. I mean, I think there's a, uh, I think there's a better shot than um, let's say Mike Gundy. Yeah, I agree. So the favorite at this point, this is according to Bet Online, is PJ Fleck at plus six fifty. Got Urban Meyer plus seven hundred. Luke Fickle seven fifty. Matt Campbell seven fifty. And then you've got Bill O'Brien, Jesus, Bill O'Brien, Bob Stoops, James Franklin, and Mario Cristobal all at plus nine hundred. First of all, Cristobal should be like 90 to 1 because I think Oregon's a more desirable job right now than USC. That's when I was making notes for this for this topic. That's the one that was one of the first things I wanted to ask you is you just beat Ohio State on the road. Right. The top 4 team in the country. Why the hell would you want to go is, back? Is USC a more prestigious program than Oregon at this point? Not right now. How long has it been? I mean, since since that Reggie Bush era? Uh probably they really haven't had many great moments within the last decade. No, no, I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't understand the Mario Cristobal thing at all. Uh, Bob Stoops, I think, is an intriguing name. It's one of the, it's one Stoops, of the, Stoops is the first name on that list who I thought had, I'd say, a shot because Urban Meyer. I know there's rumors about him wanting to leave, and Meyer has a history of leaving, and I, I get all that, but he's coached one game. Like, can can we just, you know, relax a little bit? Plus, it's all rumors. I don't know if any of them are true. So right. I don't see the value there. 
I don't know why PJ Fleck is the first name listed as the favorite. I, of course, favored plus six fifty. Because you still. know, you know what you want to be wearing on the sidelines in Southern California, Scott. Sweater Khaki. vest. A sweater vest. Sweater vest. It's always going to be sweater vest rather in Southern but California. But to go through buddy. the names there, Fickle, if he wants to make the leap to Cincinnati, maybe. But I don't think that he would be a great fit there. I think USC is looking for a more flashy kind of guy. At least that's the type of vibe I'm getting. I like Pete Carroll was a fun players coach, stuff like that. Right. I don't see them bringing in this rigid, this rigid, like tough guy vibe. Do you see that? Cause I really don't. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would fit. Hey, you know, if you, if you think USC isn't, hasn't quite hit rock bottom yet, you could always bring in Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, no shot, but Bob Stoops, I was tempted by because at Oklahoma, it's a great prize too. He was a player's coach. I think we'd agree with that. Nine to one, I think has some value there. I think Graham Harrell has value at 16 to one because he's the offensive coordinator. So he's already in the actual coaching staff. And Mm -hmm. you think that he's not going to get canned with, uh, you know, Clay Helton, then maybe you can pick him. Do I think he's going to get the job? No, but I think if you want for value 16 to one with the current offensive coordinator, if they want to keep it in house, Maybe it's worth a sprinkle. He's guaranteed an interview, don't you think? I think so. You know, there the name I like Stoops for starters because he doesn't have a gig. So let's say if you hire PJ Fleck, when do you get him, Scott? I'm assuming he'd have to abandon ship during the off season and then try to Right. I mean, you're not you're not asking these guys, you don't hire PJ Fleck and so I guess he's going to be what a lame duck for the last 9 games of the Minnesota season. There's actually one thing I'm not sure about though. Have they officially announced who the interim coach is? I don't know. Okay. I I haven't heard. I, I'm going to look that up, but either either way, Stoops I'm tempted by because if you want to go for the former successful college college coach yep. who is no longer in college, if they fail targeting Meyer, I think Stoops is probably the immediate plan B, isn't it? If you I, want to go for the well-known legacy coach angle. For my money, it is. Yeah, I think I think it's absolutely true. Do you think Graham Harrell would have a bigger shot if the offense was better, if he'd been able to do more with Slovis? I think that it, it's definitely possible, but the point is you're to looking at a guy in-house. I don't think USC's defense is any good. So if Harrell gets an interview and he interviews well, I think 16-1 to 1, is worth a shot. At the end of the day, it's kind of similar to what we talked about when uh, uh, my college rejection from USC in general, which is get a foot in the door, get an interview, see what happens. Right. Like any other job. If, if you are in the door, then 16 to one, in my opinion, is worth a shot. Well, and speaking of 16 to one, if you want defense, you could go the other way and you could go with the other guy that's 16 to one. You could go with Greg Shiano, head coach. At, uh, I think there's too much baggage for him to actually go to USC. In, in, in what way? The re, the reason why he ended up not getting the Tennessee job. I know the Rutgers ended up bringing him in, but right. he's been there before. I don't see USC bringing him in because of the past history angle there. I, I don't think he's going to go to a big program. Any, any interest in Joe Brady leaving the uh, Panthers? I think that's too early. I think a huge dark horse candidate, which isn't mentioned, I kind of like Hugh Freeze, but I haven't seen, I don't see his name on the list. Do I think he's going to get a job like that? Absolutely not. But I think Hugh Freeze would be an interesting and intriguing option. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, and I don't think James. He had a a scandal of his own at Ole Miss, but you know what I mean? I do. Uh, I don't think, I don't think James Franklin has any value in this either. Uh, He's got no shot. I don't don't even know if he'd want to leave Penn State. I don't think he's done enough with Penn State to, uh, to, to get home there. The thing is, if you think that California the California team is going to try to make a splashy California hire, yep. which we both think he's going to, that they're going to do. Then I'm looking at the in-house guys, the safety option, and I'm looking at Bob Stoops. At least out of the names listed there. Is that your, is that your, is that your top pick right now? Stoops at nine to one. Would I hire Stoops? No, but I think USC is going to try to bring back a coach that has a legacy that can potentially help out with recruiting. Of course, Stoops is a legend in college football. So if you can't get Urban Meyer and you want the next best thing, whether or not it actually is the next best thing, I do think Stoops is on a short list of legendary college coaches that are available at the drop of a hat. And I think you were you I think you were a little too quick to to dismiss Luke Fickle in my mind. I would my official play is going to be Luke Fickle at 750 and Stoops at 900. 
I think it would be a great hire to get Fickle, but I maybe it's just me. I don't see USC bringing in a defensive head coach. Yeah. I just don't see it. Maybe they should watch their defense more. They should. I'm. I just don't see it. Okay, fair enough. And that's and that's legit because you know offense offense puts puts butts in the seats. Isn't that how you would describe Helton and Carroll and all the coaches they've had? They've mostly been players' coaches, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think don't you kind of have to be a players' coach these days in college? I think you do, but the point I'm saying is Fickle. I think the players like him at Cincinnati, but he seems to really be a regimented guy. And that's not really the USC vibe from what I've gotten from past coaches. They're more fun. They're more open. Yeah, we'll see. That's what I think. Well, you know, because they've got, and they've got the other person on the hot seat there is the, uh, is the AD. Because they, you know, they go through ADs like they go through coaches just about. So. Uh, do you think they potentially go for a combo deal where they try to group the new AD with a new head coach? No, I think, I think the AD gets one more hire. Okay. Because I, the, 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 the AD did not hire Helton. So I think as an AD, you get one quarterback, you get one head coach higher before they fire you. Do you think there's any value on hypothetically the enemy? It's a tough question. I would have to know what kind of feedback he's been getting from NFL teams. I mean, if they're by the if, way, the in, the interim coach for USC is Dante Williams, who's not even on the list. So I'd have to know the feedback that the enemy's been getting from NFL coaches from NFL interviews. If if they're coming back and saying. No way, we you don't have a shot. We would never hire you. Whatever. If you're getting extremely negative feedback, if you if you feel like for whatever reason the NFL is not going to happen, then maybe. But I still think he's holding out hope for an NFL job and a well deserved NFL job, by the way. I think he is too. But I do think if you're throwing his name around in the ring once again, and maybe he's just tired of dealing with these amount of rejections he's getting. Yeah. Maybe he might take a shot. Who Possible. Knows? And maybe they want to see him in a head coaching position. Maybe that's a, you know, maybe that's an option. You go to a high profile program so you can handle the pressure, running the whole show. It makes you a, a more attractive candidate down the road. So Yep. All right, man. Hey man, let's talk about weed, all right? The World Anti Doping Agency, the WADA, Scott, WADA WADA, announced Tuesday that it's going to instruct an advisory panel to review whether cannabis should remain on the list of prohibited substances beyond 2022. Scott, is it about time or is this a horrible, horrible mistake? I think that you can go either way on this one. I don't have an issue with weed personally. I can't say that I smoke it like ever, but I do. You've never, never smoked weed ever? Oh, no, no, I didn't say that. I just meant recently. Oh. But I'm saying in general, like, I never viewed it as a performance enhancer. Right. There's there, good... there's three criteria. I look I looked this up. There's three criteria, and it has to and it has to affect. It has to click two of the boxes. All right. It has to be uh, a a performance enhancer. It has to be or it has to be um. The, like uh, a recovery or a painkiller or something? No, no, like a, no, like a, a steroid. You can't, you can't take steroids. Oh, okay. Like a performance enhancer. The only it, thing that I know that weed has any real benefit for is for potential just pain management. Right. That's basically uh, it. It can't, it can't be something that puts the player in danger. So you know, you are you allowed to can't take, shoot heroin? Are you allowed to take a painkiller based on the current laws? Depends on depends on what it is. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you, if, you, if they're prescribed to you, sure. I'm just saying, I think it's hypocritical if you want to talk about a league like the NFL, for example, that prescribes Vicodin, but you can't smoke weed to pain to you know as a painkiller. Agreed. I, and I, I think that that's a little bit hypocritical. And there's so. some there's some real stats that show in the states where weed is legal, opiate use has plummeted. Yeah, so the way I'm looking at it, I'm fine with them legalizing it, but if you want to make an argument that it's weird if some competitions legalize it, but not every state in the United States has legalized it, right? then you can have a little bit of gray area in between. So if you're a little bit hesitant regarding the U United States, I can understand that. Do I think that it's a performance-enhancing drug? No, I think it makes you hungry. <laughs> Basically it. You smoke a lot of weed. It'd be a, it would be a porn sensing drug for the hot dog eating contest. Did you smoke a lot of weed in college, Scott? Uh, I did not. Okay. I had a lot of friends who did, yeah. but I didn't really partake that much. When you, when you said that, we were like, my, I remind me of that that Rich Hedberg line when I used to do drugs. <laughs> I, still I still do, do but, but I, I used, used to too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Can I, you imagine Joey Chestnut 
going into the hot dog eating contest after just like a bong rip. How does he not get baked? Come on. I don't even know, man. <laughs> did you ever see this? I don't even know. Did you ever see the sports science on him? I did. Freakish. They, like, they, they like they measured like how much, how just how much surface area or how much volume his actual stomach can handle and everything like that. Right. It was crazy. I got you know I got to admit, Scott, watching Joey Chestnut eat hot dogs and the, the, watching the sports science, it's a lot like watching like really tiny women on in pornos, and you're like. I just don't know how physically that works. I, you know, it's the same thing. I just don't know where the room goes. I don't know. <laughs> you're just letting me go down this all by myself, aren't you, buddy? You you started. I'm letting <laughs> you, you dig your way out of it. Just letting me go down that hole. It's just what it's just what I thought of. I'm sorry. It just where does it go? Okay, <laughs> there you go. Hey, quick reminder, guys, that you are listening to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour. And we'll give you the winners. Maybe even a chuckle along the way. Um, so, should weed be legal everywhere? I think it should be, but yeah, uh, people have decided that it shouldn't be, whether or not it's right or wrong. I don't have an issue with it, and I feel like most people don't. No. I, I, I feel like this is going to be a, a quaint thing that we talk about five years from now. Remember when? Well, once again, that's, that's kind of the point I was making, is that I don't personally smoke that often. Right. Not like the last five years but i don't have an issue with people that do i don't really care can i tell you that i had the greatest softball game of my life after doing a couple bumps of cocaine are you saying that was the secret to your success i'm just saying i never played that well in my life I, I, i'm I, just saying i made I diving catches in the outfield i went there was a tree up a hill in the outfield i went into the tree and the caught amount, it do you think heavy cocaine use is going to be mentioned by keith hernandez in the 86 mets documentary the, you know, the fact that that's what put us over the top yeah uh, I we, doubt we it. know that with the Cardinals and with the Mets, Hernandez was doing bumps or doing lines all the time. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they, they had the, the 86 was a horrible year for, for, for drugs. Cause you had, the, Oh no, it was, it was technically a good year for drugs. It was just a bad year for people doing drugs. <laughs> My buddy used to do a joke uh, about the, uh, you know, we're, we're having the war on drugs. My side's winning. So I don't know what side you're on, but we're killing it. Um, I believe the cartel did very well. Yeah, that's what, that's what the, the where Tim Raines. You ever read the Tim Raines thing where he? That's why he always slid face first. Yeah, because he had the, he has vial in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. Beautiful yeah. times. And he's in the Hall of Fame now. He is in the Hall of Fame now. Just we we can forgive. We can't forgive Pete Rose for God's sakes. But you want to do a, you want to do a little blow. You want to do a little a rail or two. Nah, you're fine. You're fine. Here comes Cooperstown. It was a league wide issue back then. By the way. Uh, I, I no longer do drugs. Uh, cocaine has a, a rule, Scott. You can either be, uh, once you turn 30, you can either do you can either do blow or you can be fat, but you can't do both. Uh, it's kind of the John Candy, John Belushi rule. I'm so, not 30 yet, yeah. but I'll keep that in mind. Okay, very good. All right, my friend. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about some games coming up here, shall we? We haven't we haven't had the chance, Scott, to really stretch out on baseball lately. And I know and I know how much you love handicapping the baseball. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> You know you're pretty good at it. You're pretty you're pretty good at it, but you don't. Yeah, I know you don't like doing it. You'd, you'd rather sit and watch tennis all day and make live plays, wouldn't you? I like making live plays Tell on everything. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Baseball doesn't bother me. Okay. I've just had a lot more experience through past years betting on tennis. All right. Well, got a pretty good slate tomorrow, Scott. It's Wednesday, but we don't have a ton of getaway games. We got a lot of we got a lot of night games to talk about. So. I don't know. Pick one out for me. Hey, how do you like uh, Gutierrez over Keller there in uh, Cincinnati over Pittsburgh? Uh, you know me. I love me some Mitch Keller. And it's not because he's good. It's because I love fading him. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Reds there. The Reds, though, are a team that are, they're not falling apart to the same degree the Padres are. It's they, not pretty. I'll tell you what, what if, it weren't, over if it weren't for the Padres, everybody would be talking about how much the Reds are falling apart. And I wasn't really expecting the Reds to keep it together because I think they're a streaky team. If you remember couple weeks ago, a month or so ago, I said put a sprinkle on those Cardinals to make the playoffs at around 9-1, to 10-1. Well, we talked about that. This is a team that I watch every year because I have to listen to Cardinals fans they every got single the fairy year. Dust. They got they got they got yeah. what's going on, the fairy godmother. They're yeah. just making wishes, and they always end up in the wild card game for no apparent reason at all. No. And yet, possession of the second wild card spot. Yeah, this is, a, this is a weird one for me because... If they get in, by the way, I'm patting myself on the back for like a week straight. Why? Because it was 10 to 1. Did you play it? It was like 9 to 1, 10 to 1. Did you get down? I did. It was, it was to make the play, the, the actual 
just the postseason. They would have to actually make the wild. They'd have to win the wild card game. Okay. Okay. But right now it's plus eight fifty in my pocket. Okay. Yeah, that's that's solid. You know, I guarantee. I guarantee you're not getting eight fifty today. I think they might be a minus today. I don't think they're, they're not going to be a minus. Well, they have, have, to, they have, have to, to win, win a game, game right? So I forgot. Yeah, they have to win the game too. So they'd be plus, but right. I think they're going to get into the game. You? I do. Every I, other I, team can't get out of their own way. This San Diego team—they're imploding, and the the Reds are imploding too. They lost last night. The, the Phillies th- are falling apart. The Mets beat the Yankees and then lost two straight to the Cardinals. Cardinals, the only team that seems to actually want to make the playoffs. Yeah, ag- agreed. So can Cincinnati right the ship here? You're paying, you're paying a pretty healthy price on them. You're back, you're back in Gutierrez, and it opened at minus one fifty five. Scott, there's pirate money coming in. Uh, it's it's down to minus one forty five. It's been about a dime drop. You getting behind Mitch Keller here at a price? I have a prop play. I mentioned that I can't back Mitch Keller because I just think he's terrible, but. I like the, I like a run first inning in this game. Okay. It's because Keller's not very good. Mm-hmm. Gutierrez is good, except in the first inning. He's a terrible first inning pitcher. I'm not sure what it is. He's not Carrasco bad this year. Right. But he's got to be bottom five in first run year in a first inning ERA. Yeah, these guys, you know. I think I think you'll see a couple runs early. I like I like run scored first inning. Keller's made a couple of decent starts lately, but I'm not getting fooled, man. He is horrible at home. Eight twenty ERA at home. Yeah. Uh, two. What, what do you think of my play? Because Gutierrez, you can get a I don't, run from the Padres from that, and I think Keller could get shelled. I don't hate that. Was it? What you got a number? Uh, I'm gonna look for it right now. I'm hey, assuming ma- it'll be probably around minus one twenty, one twenty five, but I can check right now. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Now I just, just curious if they had it up yet. I, you know what, I, I just play the over here. I know that I know the Pirates are offensively challenged, but oh. uh, run first innings minus one fifteen. Okay, yeah, that's solid. I like I like that for a play on the game. All right, very good. What else you see on the board? You like? Uh, I like the Yankees on the run line. I know that means it's pitching against Cortez. Yankees have been a team that I root for, but have really, really just been painful to watch for the entire year. It's time. You look at the schedule for the next week or so. It's a really easy schedule. The Yankees have to buckle down, and they did yesterday. I think the Yankees are going to kill Baltimore over the next couple of days, and they did in the first game. I think they're going to win this game handily. You know, this is a this is a pitcher that I like, and John Means, um, but. You know, every year you get one of those pitchers that pitches okay, and they just can't score runs for him. They just can't win, and that's the case with John Means, especially over his last seven. Uh, he's lost; they've lost seven straight starts of John Means. Decent. I'm assuming some of them weren't even that close in the end because the bullpen ended up being terrible. That's the deal. Well, it's yeah, it, it's it's the double whammy because he's you know, and he wasn't great. Four seventy eight ERA, one thirty WHIP. You know, but he deserved you deserve better to be zero and seven with those numbers, but. Uh, it's two. It's two prongs. Hor- a horrible lack of offense. Uh, two point four runs per game at, uh, in that seven game stretch, and of course he doesn't go long. Scott he averages about one point one or five five point one innings per start, and that leaves you with uh, three plus, maybe even four innings of the Baltimore bullpen. That's never a good thing. So that, I, th- I think the Yankees roll. Yeah, that, that Orioles pen six eleven ERA at home. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not good. Not with you. I'm with I'm with Cortez there. All right. Um, I'm taking a look here. I'm, I'm temp- looking at the over. I'm looking at the over in the Astros Rangers game. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, you've got Kidi's made two starts. Is coming off the IL. Hasn't looked sharp. Four point nine one ERA. Also has not gotten five since he came back. So it might be going relatively short. Arahara at home has been so brutal. I see runs. I, I think that the nine's too low. You see run people. I see runs. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people on base. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely right. And you're getting you're getting a pretty friendly total there at nine. Also four four extra inning draw, you automatically win. Or push. You automatically you automatically push. Right. But yeah, but if you go to extra innings, you got yeah. a really good chance of winning these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, the he has been an absolute nightmare, his Ariha nine twenty two ERA at home, six point one seven over his last three starts. Uh, he's another guy that doesn't go long. And despite the fact they've pitched decent lately, it's still the Texas pen, buddy. 
I'm also just going to take turns here. Texas scored eight yesterday. Houston scored 15 runs the day before. Either team can explode against the opposition. And if Urquidy and Arahara are most likely going to go five tops, yeah. things get interesting in the later innings. Yeah, this is a Texas team that's what? Put up 34 runs in the last six games? On the bright side, they're not on the road. So maybe they can actually score three runs. <sighs> brutal. Just absolutely brutal. You know, I'm... I'm so suckered, Scott. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this Royals A's matchup between Manaya and Minor, and we're, again, we're getting a great price on Oakland minus one forty-five or so. I'm tempted like, by, I, tempted well, by I'm the run line. I'm going to ask you this. I don't know how much time we have before we have to actually have to start talking about our favorite play, right? What's your stance on backing a team that's in the middle of a complete implosion, but you do think there's value on the current price. Is that just a complete stay away because you just can't trust the team right now? Well, obviously you're asking the wrong guy, Scott, because I played the A's yesterday and it jumped up and bit me. So they continued their horrible stretch. And again, I'm I'm like I'm like a junkie. I'm I'm like a junkie. I'm 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 drawn back to this game. I'm just saying because we brought up the Reds who we didn't really trust against the Pirates. <laughs> right. Pirates money's coming in. Padres have fallen apart. Oakland's falling apart. So even when you're getting good prices. These teams just can't win games. Yeah, and and you know, and the the Royals, I, I kind of I did it in my breakdown yesterday. They're they're not they're not phoning it in. You know, they're not giving up, and they brought up some guys from Omaha to take a look at, and the kids want to play. They you know, give props to Matheny. He's got his teams prideful. They still show up every day trying to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely correct. And the Royals, by the way are masters of this. They are masters of spring training. They And they had the best record in spring training this year again. And they are masters of playing really good baseball in September when it means absolutely nothing and giving everybody false hope for the next season. So um, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to, I'm going to show a little discipline. If you're going to take a team that's struggling, maybe take a team total because that way if the pitching staff falls apart, you still got a shot at it. Yep. Yep. You're right. All right, Scott. Let's do it. Let's uh, put our heads together. Well, we've already done. We've already we've already pre-put our heads together. We've come up with our best play for the day. A lot of baseball games on the board. We had some choices, but we came up with our absolute favorite. It is time, everybody. Put your overalls on. Get that straw hat firmly on your head. Climb on your John Deere and fire that baby up because it is time once again to bet the farm. <laughs> All right, Scott, I know we had a bet the farm play for yesterday. How did that end up going? We had the Giants team total over four and a half, and they scored more than four and a half. Never a doubt. All right, there you go. That is a bet the farm winner. We're going to see if we can keep that rolling, buddy. So looking at the bet the farm play, we like a total angels and white Sox over. Eight and a half. Keuchel has been bad all year, and he's been even worse lately because he's allowed five or more runs in four straight starts. The games have totaled 57 runs in those four starts. Meanwhile, you have junk, junk. on the mound for the Angels. So far, not very good. Three and two third innings, five runs. Just one of them were earned, but he did give up two home runs, so he does have an issue with the long ball which is definitely a problem against this White Sox team. And the White Sox have been doing well offensively lately. The White Sox have scored at least eight runs in two of their last three. We think this total is way too low. Give us the over. Can I just make a point how ridiculous it is if you give up a home run that's not an earned run? It doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense at all. He gives up two home runs, but he's just allowed one earned run. So, yeah. The G ball would not have left Yellowstone Park. Some parks that wouldn't have been out of. Mm -hmm. Name Which one? one? Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, Scott. Jansen Junk, ex-Yankee. You know much about this kid? Uh, we traded him for Andrew Heaney. So I think <laughs> that the Angels won the trade. <laughs> That's my only takeaway. Oh, poor Andrew Heaney. All right, that is going to do it for our Bet the Farm play. Absolutely. We're taking the Angels and the White Sox over eight and a half. Whenever you hear this, make that play because that number won't stick all day, I don't think. Scott, I think that's going up to nine. Would you agree? Juice of nine. A juice nine. No kidding. All right. So for myself and for Scott, appreciate you guys listening today. Appreciate you watching. Hey, tell your friends. 
We'll see you tomorrow on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everyone.